Oh, yeah. Whatever day this is. Let's go neighborhood. Sometimes you just gotta book some fantasy to plan out some wrestling. What you want it to be. This is By the Book. Come take a look. By the Book. Well, technically, you'll hear it. DC's just a fan laying out his plan. By the Book. To get you in the spirit. This is By the Book. So, hey, neighborhood, if you're feeling low, DC will save you with this podcast show. This is By the Book. By the book. Shooby doo wop, wada. Yeah. Here we are, dear old friends. You and I, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And we're here to finally get back into the tournament of nerdiness proper. And what I mean by that is we started with 1,028 ish names. And now we are down to the terrific 256. We've done the consolations. We've done the double losers bracket, which just sounds bad. Now we're in the actual tournament itself. And I'm going to do something a little different with this episode, although it's not going to be different for you. Uh, I have been so... That's not even the right word. I have been preoccupied with time. I've wanted to keep these episodes at a digestible 30 minutes or so, um, especially now with the quarantine. I don't know if you're anything like me. If you are, uh, you're not listening to podcasts as much, and they're starting to pile up because you're not doing your commute, you're not doing your usual day-to-day things, and so the time you have for podcasts is less. Um, At least that's what it is for me. And so I want to make this manageable. But at the same time, we're here in this tournament, we're here in the tournament proper, I want to give the proper respect and time to these matchups, as is befitting the tournament of nerdiness. So what I'm going to do is, I'm not going to worry about the clock, I'm actually going to try to keep my eye off of uh, Audacity and the time frame here, I'm going to go through the entire third round, or as much as I can get through. And then I'll go back later and put this into actual sections. So I'll record some intros and outros in in post, as they say. Um, so I don't think it's going to make any difference to you, but I feel much better about it because, again, I'm going to be focused on the tournament itself and less on um, trying to make sure we do this for time. But some of it was a bit rushed. So... With that being said, uh, let's enter the third round, the terrific 256, I believe we were calling it. Uh, I have page one and page two in front of me. The other folders are here next to me. We're ready to go. Uh, As a reminder to some of you, a couple of different reminders we'll probably get through. We did the double losers bracket in a recent episode uh, a couple weeks back. And Jeremy, good buddy Jeremy, at EPL and NFL, um, not only helped me with the double losers bracket, but he also went ahead and picked 16 names 
to move from that double losers bracket, which is now separate. These are now two tournaments essentially going on at the same time uh, and move them into these tournaments, either the tournament proper, as I've been calling it, or the consolation rounds. Now, we just did the consolation round. You heard some of those names. Uh, some of them we'll get to today. And the reason I mention it now is that we're actually going to name one of those names right away. Um, it was supposed to be, the match was scheduled to be the Primate versus Taguchi of New Japan. Um, the Primate has been replaced by Ricky Starks of the NWA. Another reminder is that over the course of the constellations, I probably said the word joy more than I've ever said the word joy before. And I went to summer camp with a girl named Joy, but she and I weren't friends necessarily. That has nothing to do with anything. Um, you know, I'm going to, as we go forward here, I'm going to be thinking about which of these wrestlers brings me the most joy, but also trying to be also somewhat practical for some of these. We'll see how it goes. There's 16 pages. What I say now might not be the case when we're done. So Ricky Starks versus Taguchi is our first matchup. Um, Ricky Starks I enjoy. He's a recent uh, person to come across my notice because of NWA, and I have fallen out of watching NWA. I'll have to find a way to get back into it. Um and Taguchi, I've watched some of him in New Japan. I, I'm going to go with Taguchi here. This is one of those brackets where some of these are my favorites, as we'll see very soon. And some of them, uh, they pop up solely because of the matchups and the way the brackets were arranged. Those first eight names, not a lot of people that I was a particular fan of. Um, and so Taguchi is going to advance. I like how his character evolved. I like how he has been a mainstay in New Japan. Now he's kind of in this veteran role, but I saw him when he was teaming with Prince Devitt. Um, and then I think he was even you know, a rookie or close to a rookie back when I was watching all the Wrestle Kingdoms. Not that I finished that. I've, there's just too much. There's just too much quality wrestling to watch. Um, so Taguchi will advance. The next matchup is, is a heart herder, as I say. Uh, this is Bull Dempsey versus William Regal. Now, again, you know, those first eight names did nothing for me at all. And then to have in this eight names, not only uh, Bull Dempsey and William Regal, but also Road Warrior Hawk, also Rey Mysterio, also Aaron Stevens, you know, the one could make an argument that had I figured out some way of ranking these, uh, the tournament might have come out, quote unquote, better. Um, you wouldn't have had this sort of, you know, this sort of heart herder relatively early on in the tournament. This is only the third round, technically, of the tournament proper. Um I'm going to do something odd here, although it's two of my favorite. I'm going with Bull Dempsey, and let me explain why. If this was Lord Steven Regal, there would be no question. Lord Steven Regal, currently, I would think, is the favorite to win the entire thing because he combines so much of what I love, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the reason I'm going with Bull Dempsey is William Regal 
happened a lot during my lost years. And what I liked about William Regal was not him as the wrestler. It was him as a commissioner or now as the general manager of NXT or what have you. Um, Bull Dempsey I liked as a wrestler. And I love that he was able to combine kind of that throwback style. He reminded me a lot of Bam Bam Bigelow. And then he proved he could be insanely silly with Bullfit. Now, granted, that's a separate character. But I'm still going to go with Bull Dempsey here. Um, you know, at some point I will go back and because the losers of these matchups will go down to the constellations to wrestle others in the constellation round. I'm not even going to worry about that right now. Again, proper respect to this tournament. So I am going to just focus on this. I'll go back after and plug in the, the matchups. All right. So, and again, I'm going to save this all till the end, I think. That's a tough thing. You know, full disclosure here. If I'm going to be breaking these up into pieces, usually after every couple of pages, I... You know, go back at the end of every episode. I give you the next matchups for the fourth round. Am I going to do that here? Uh, because I won't know where the matchups happen. I could do it in post, I suppose. We'll see. I don't know what you're going to get. This this podcast is very much like a box of chocolates. Not even I know what you're going to get. What I do know is the next matchup, and that is Flying Brian versus Tyler Breeze. What a match! What a match, what a pay-per-view caliber match. Now, I've talked in recent episodes about trying to ignore recency bias. Uh, what I mean by that is, you know, we are prone, a lot of us are prone to pick things that have happened recently because they are fresher in our minds. There is also pure nostalgia bias. You are prone to pick the things that happened during your formative years, even if they're not the greatest. That is why WrestleMania 9 remains one of my favorite WrestleManias, despite the fact that, by and large, it stunk. It was the first one I watched. We know this. So, Flying Brian versus Tyler Breeze. I love Tyler Breeze. I loved the model throwback character in NXT. I loved Breezango. I've enjoyed just about everything um, from him. I also enjoy his work on Up, Up, Down, Down, and all of that. But Flying Brian is an innovator. You could say without Flying Brian, you might not get a Tyler Breeze, um, at least in terms of the sort of cruiserweight action. Flying Brian led to guys like, um, you know, the cruiserweights of the later years, guys like Kidman, perhaps, and then that led to, you know, you could probably trace Paul London. Um, you might even be able to trace some of, you know, Daniel Bryan and Brian Kendrick back to Flying Brian. So I'm going to go with Flying Brian. But I could very easily have seen myself in another mood picking a different guy. But for this round, Flying Brian beats Tyler Breeze in a very competitive matchup. Uh, the next one is a classic match from yesteryear, another pay-per-view caliber match. Uh, I've got Terry Gordy, and I've got Magnum TA. What a match that would be. Uh, Terry Gordy is here by way of the Jeremy rule, uh, but I've seen more of Terry Gordy than I've seen of Magnum TA. 
And I like Terry Gordy. Gordy. Terry Gordy is a hoss, and we all know how I feel about hosses. Uh, Magnum TA is great. I am sure, had I been a kid in the 80s, he would have been someone I would have really um, clung to. But I'm going to give this win to Terry Bam Bam Gordy, advancing uh, to what we're calling the wonderful 128. Another heart herder, though this one is um, potentially more for me. This is a personal heart herder. Uh, although I suppose Dempsey and William Regal was also personal. Uh, Eugene versus Gangrel. You know my thing with vampires, but Eugene was awesome and funny and hilarious. However, uh, I have a feeling that when I go back to watch the Eugene era, when it comes across my quest, right now I'm in 98, but when I get to that era, I will cringe a bit because it is not the most politically correct gimmick ever. Some great comedy, Nick Dinsmore, hell of a wrestler. Don't doubt that at all. Real great talent. His training sequence with William Regal, the chain wrestling, one of my favorite wrestling segments of all time. But I'm not sure that that gimmick ages well. Vampires are immortal, so they don't have to worry about aging well. Ha ha, you see what I... Anyways, Gangrel's going to win. Gangrel advances. Uh, it's 98 in my quest. Edge is about to make his debut. We've seen all of these vignettes. I know Gangrel's coming. I'm very excited. Uh, next one, uh, Jeremy's Swappity Doo comes into play again. Uh, I have Buzz Sawyer and I have Carlito. You know, Carlito, similarly with Eugene and even uh, William Regal to a lesser extent, this, this is the cusp of my lost years. There's a time, probably... 2005-ish onward to 2014 where I fell out of wrestling and was keeping up pretty much only with um, watching things online or seeing, reading results and rumors and things online. I wasn't watching pay-per-views. I wasn't watching a whole lot of weekly wrestling. Um, but I like Carlito. I don't know a lot about Buzz Sawyer. Um, However, I'm going to honor Jeremy. I don't love Carlito that much to overturn Jeremy's uh, thoughts on Buzz Sawyer. So, and I think I would. I think I enjoy Buzz Sawyer from what I have seen more than I enjoy Ricky Starks, which is a weird thing to say. I'm giving it to Buzz Sawyer. Buzz Sawyer is advancing to the wonderful 128. Um, Maybe that's what I'll do at the end of every page. I'll read the matchups. That way, I'll just know to end at the end of every page. Ha ha, ha ha, he he. Uh, moving on. Uh, two guys who are right smack dab in the middle of 1998. I've got Dude Love and I've got Jerry Lynn, or as he's known in ECW, Dynamic Jerry Lynn, which is a dumb name for such a bland guy. Great wrestler. But I've seen no personality whatsoever. Um, this is an easy win to me. Dude Love just recently challenged Stone Cold for the title. He's a heel. He's got the teeth in. Although technically Mankind just emerged. He just went through another metamorphosis. Uh, but that Dude Love character was amazing. I, I usually don't watch the 
uh, main event stuff. I consider myself sort of a maven of the mid-card, despite the fact that maven's actually the wrong word. I just like the phrase. Uh, but Dude Love was awesome. Dude Love, easy victory. And then I've got Bo. So how did all these names show up so early? It's not fair. Uh, Bo Dallas versus the Junkyard Dog. Sorry, all of you classic fans of Sylvester Ritter. He's great, but I'm. it's Bo Dallas. So... Let's talk about the wonderful 128, uh, page one. Taguchi versus Bull Dempsey. Perfectly fine matchup. Uh, Flyin' Brian versus Bam Bam Terry Gordy. Excellent matchup. Uh, Gangrel versus Buzz Sawyer. That'd be hilarious. That'd be a hoot, I bet. And then Dude Love versus Bo Dallas. I am just swimming in happiness right now. We talk about joy. Dude Love versus Bo Dallas would be a match that I think would give me a whole heaping help of joy. All right. Onwards and upwards, my friends. On to page two. Uh, Arn Anderson versus Tyson Kidd would be a great match. Uh, I like Tyson Kidd. I really feel like he had, from someone who had, again, in my lost years, he was the little guy with the terrible haircut. He had that like little, like, you know, the cowlick, like a little spike. He was like mostly bald, but like a little bit of hair. He looked ridiculous. Uh, but I liked him in NXT, loved him with Cesaro. Uh, but it's Arn Anderson. Come on now. Arn Anderson gets the win. No question. Ooh, another tough matchup. This page, you know, there was a lot of uh, Jeremy in the previous page. None in this page. This might be the best, the cleanest bracket. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Goldust. Very, very tough. Brock Lesnar's been great. Um, you know, a, a people, a lot of people dislike the current Brock Lesnar and everything he sort of stands for. I think it's great. I think you want that sort of part-time thing. Um, it's hard to get sick of someone who you don't see that often, though being social media, we tend to do it. But then it's Goldust, the Hollywood backlot brawl. Um, you know, I just suffered through the artist formerly known as Goldust Face, but then he comes back and he teams with Booker T and then he comes back again and he's still wrestling. And I know that's a different character. Now we're talking Dustin Rhodes or Dustin Ronalds or whatever he goes by. But regardless, like Goldust is first ballot Hall of Famer and granted so is Brock. Um, but I'm giving this to Goldust. Who has brought me more joy over the years? Uh, Goldust, no doubt. Goldust defeats Brock Lesnar. Yes, I said it. Bring on the hate. All right? Lay it out before me. I know it's coming. Goldust beats Brock Lesnar. Sorry. Uh, oh, I forgot about this. The Battle of War Machine. Um... Ray Rowe and Warbeard Hansen have both advanced to the terrific 256. Uh, Rowe defeated Sick Boy, one of my favorites from WCW, and Monty Brown. Uh, Warbeard Hansen defeated The Godfather and Sin Cara. And now they're here to wrestle each other. What a world. What a wonderful world this Corona Cup is. Um, I'm tempted right off the bat to say Hansen because of... Uh, the connection to the New Age Insiders. And a former NAI affiliate, former NAI chief of staff, still Jason Maltoff remains one of my favorite people. Uh, we've had some ups and downs. Um, but I actually think I like Ray Rowe better. 
Hansen's got the better look, and you know he can do the cartwheel, and he's bigger. But Roe is kind of that throwback. You know, everything I do, I do with purpose. I actually liken it oddly enough. Um, if I were to compare them to the Road Warriors, um, Hansen is Hawk, and Roe is Animal. Hawk was the flashier one. Hawk was the one who got you know a chance to wrestle for a singles title. I, I remember watching a pay per view, I think, where he wrestled Ric Flair. Hawk was the one that could have been a star on his own, and I feel that about Hanson, but Roe was just the constant star, and those shotgun knees are amazing. And he's married to Sarah Logan, and Sarah Logan is awesome. So I'm giving it to Roe. Maybe that's an upset. Maybe you'd feel differently. Uh, I'm giving it to Roe. Advances over his partner Hanson to the wonderful 128. And another incredibly tough matchup that I need to talk out. Um, Mr. Perfect versus Ted DiBiase. Come on. How? Again, if this was fair, and I'm about to say an unfair thing, I would take one of these wrestlers and I would have replaced Taguchi. Like, Taguchi does not belong in my personal wonderful 128. Buzz Sawyer is there for Jeremy, but, you know, even somebody like Roe, like, I love that I got to, to kind of talk out the War Machine battle. But both of these guys deserve to be in this tournament over, uh, you know, War Machine. And I could have booked some sort of thing. I could have been like, you know, uh, Hanson and Roe refused to fight each other. Um, Mr. Perfect and Ted DiBiase come out to make fun of them and all of this sort of stuff. That leads to a tag match in which the stipulation is that whoever wins advances, but then I'd just be talking about who wins Mr. Perfect or Ted DiBiase in the next round. Um, so I'm just putting off this hard decision. So I, I, I've been thinking about this actually a lot because I remembered this is one matchup that was plaguing me, and here's what I'm going with, and maybe I'm totally wrong. Um, I'm going with Mr. Perfect, and I'll tell you why. Number one, the rich person gimmick has been done with other people. Um, Alberto Del Rio, sadly, is one of the first names that comes to mind, but you could, again, go with JBL. Um, You know, that gimmick has been duplicated. I can't think of a gimmick, with the exception of Sean Stasiak, and we're not talking about that, um, that was as good as Mr. Perfect's. That was done even remotely as well. And again, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but that gimmick was kind of once in a lifetime because Kurt Henning was the perfect person to do that gimmick. Ted DiBiase was a perfect person to be the Million Dollar Man, but we've seen other versions of that. Not taking anything away from him. Um, he should advance, but unfortunately, because of the brackets, he can't. So, um, so yeah. So I think I got to go with Mr. Perfect. You know those those vignettes, and again, Ted DiBiase, Ted DiBiase had great ones too, though they were a little, you know, the whole Virgil thing again doesn't age well. But those Mr. Perfect vignettes are some of the greatest things that the WWF slashy ever did. So I'm giving the win to Mr. Perfect. Uh, what a match. Again, you've got 
Brock Lesnar and Goldust. You've got a battle of War Machine. You've got Mr. Perfect versus Ted DiBiase. What a fantastic bracket this is. And we're only half done. Um, Orange Cassidy versus Randy Savage. Now, that match would be fantastic. It depends on which... Now, this is the Macho Man, Randy Savage, not the Macho King. So we're talking, you know, 90s, I would say. Um, And again, you could argue semantics on when he was the Macho Man and when he was the Macho King. But I think Macho King, I think he'll work in the 80s. Macho Man, uh, babyface work in the 90s. You know, I'm thinking his battle with Crush in 94... WrestleMania 10. Now that was him at the end of his WWF career, but still, you could go even further back, I suppose. Uh, I yes, clearly the Macho Man wins. Um, he brings me more joy than Orange Cassidy does, but Orange Cassidy is very good. That character is great. If I was watching AEW regularly, I think he'd be somebody I would enjoy seeing. But Randy Savage, yes, clearly gets the win. Ooh, tough one. Umaga versus Bastion Booger. Some of you didn't like the fact that Bastion Booger made it on to this, um, made it this far. You know, he defeated Matt Bentley and then he defeated Akeem and Brandon Banks hated that. Uh, Umaga defeated Steve McMichael and Brian Lee. Um, I'm giving it to Umaga. I think that character was very good. You cannot understate, however, the importance of Armando Alejandro Estrada and the way he said Umaga. That's a big part, truthfully, of what made that character so good in my mind. Um, Umaga gets the win and will advance. Did I say the matchups? Yes, I did. All right. Uh, The Big Boss Man versus Nick Aldis. Sorry, Jeremy. I I let Nick Aldis last as long as I could, uh, but the Big Boss Man is a fantastic character and gets the win over the current NWA champion. And then I've got Cody Rhodes versus Pete Dunne. Great match. Would love to see it someday, uh, whether in AEW or in the WWE, because... I know uh, this is, I think I've said this before, but I know Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes will be back in the WWE at some point. I really believe that. Um, did Cody, again, Cody Rhodes, part of the lost years. You know, I saw some of him as dashing, and but I missed a lot of it. Uh, Pete Dunn, I've seen all of, and I like him. I liked him more when he was a heel. This babyface run's not doing a whole lot for me. But imagine when he comes back. Now, granted, word on the street, to give you an idea of when I'm recording this, word on the street is that Matt Riddle's heading up to SmackDown. Eh. 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 Uh, but, you know, Pete Dunn, I enjoy. I enjoy the style of Pete Dunn. He has enough William Regal in him uh, to satisfy me. So Pete Dunn gets the win. All right, page two. Uh, Arn Anderson versus Goldust. What a match. Uh, Ray Rowe. Of War Machine versus Mr. Perfect. What a match. Randy Savage versus Umaga. What a match. Big Boss Man versus Pete Dunne. What a match. Four matches that I think could work on pay-per-view very, very easily. All right. Now, I'm stuck because at the beginning of this episode, I said I was just going to record all the way through and not pay attention to time. Um. I feel like I gave page one and page two a good amount of attention, 
And because I keep Audacity up on my screen, because I'm always terrified I'm going to accidentally stop recording and I've just been talking to myself for 20 minutes, I see that we're near the half hour mark and I don't think I put in my intro. So we're very close to the half hour mark. So I'm going to call it. Despite what I said in the beginning of this episode, I have changed my mind by the end of the episode. Certainly not the first time that's ever happened. Um, so there's the third round, the first two pages. Do I think that this means that this will take eight episodes, which would be a month, to get through? No. I think that as I get moving, I'll pick up the pace a little bit. But if it takes eight episodes, it takes eight episodes. You signed up for this. You're in it for the long haul. If you're here on episode 26, I think, uh, you know what you've gotten yourself into, and hopefully you're enjoying it, because I certainly am. That was really fun. Um, and these guys, and again, um, the wrestlers who have lost will go down into the constellations, and you'll have to just wait and see what those matchups are. I'm not going to tell you because I haven't put them in yet. You're just going to have to wait because I, I need to focus on that and focus on this and focus on you. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining me on this episode. Uh, this chapter is closed, but we've still got many more to go. I'll see you the next time we go by the book.